Welcome to Refresh, a podcast designed to revive, recharge, and renew your faith and give you the tools to follow Jesus. Refresh comes to you from the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We meet in person every Sunday at 1030 a.m. or online on Facebook and YouTube at Sal Army Gwinnett. We are excited that you have joined us this week and pray that God will bring his word to life. And now for our speaker. Yes, it's Easter, you know. Have you heard about this? Yes. Now, I know this may be odd, but I want you to follow me with me, okay? Just, just, just travel with me. Because it may be where to go to the Old Testament for some Easter, but, but hear me out. See, if we were to actually go all the way back to the book of Daniel, to when King Nebuchadnezzar died, we would read, we would see that his son, Belshazzar, takes the throne. Now, if we were to continue reading, in his first year of reign as king of Babylon, We see that one of his subjects, someone who was underneath him, beneath him, enslaved to him and his people, one of his subjects named Daniel was given a vision from the Lord. Now keep in mind, the Jews are still under the oppression of the Babylonian Empire. But when Daniel went to bed that night and he closed his eyes, an angel of the Lord came to him. And this is what the angel showed him. As he closed his eyes, he was shown a great body of water, a huge sea right before him. And he was witnessing in this sea was winds that were turning like a hurricane. And they just started to move and brush the water. And the water was starting to get stirred up. And then Daniel sees out of the water four beasts coming out from underneath the water. And and in fact, what he saw in this vision was that the first beast looked like a lion with eagle's wings on it. Another one was like a bear. And it had three ribs in his mouth. And another one was a leopard with wings on his back. But it was the fourth beast that Daniel was paying attention to. For when the fourth beast came out of the water, it was large. It was terrifying. It was powerful. And in fact, Daniel even writes that he was stricken with fear in his heart by just seeing it in his vision. And then the beast, the fourth beast, says here that he had iron teeth coming out, showing it to Daniel, and ten horns on top of his head. And he just looked mighty and scary, and Daniel was filled with fear. And when Daniel saw the beast, when he was standing there in his and he saw the beast, he noticed that underneath his paw underneath his foot the beast had a person on the ground a victim that he had trampled over for the beast was so powerful that he overcame and trampled 
anyone and everything. And then, as he was looking, Daniel, at the person that was underneath the foot of the beast, Daniel was filled with sympathy. And he writes, a poor son of man has fallen. But then something interesting happened. As he was still grasped with the fear that this beast was going to continue, he then looked up into the sky. And right before, in this vision, the skies completely opened up. And what he saw were in the sky were thrones everywhere, just throne after throne after throne. But the center throne was empty. And as Daniel was standing there and looking into the sky, he noticed that there was a person walking from this side over to the throne. And there he can see that the person walking was so, his clothes were so bright. They were completely bright as the sun. And he was walking to the throne. And as this person was turning to take the throne and to sit down, Daniel saw who it was. And he writes down a name that has never been said in Scripture until this very moment. There was a name that can only describe what Daniel was seeing at this moment. Daniel writes down that he saw the Ancient of Days take his throne. And as the Ancient of Days sits down. He continues to see that the sky was completely filled with tens of thousands of people. There were so many, Daniel said, I couldn't keep count. There were just people after people after people of all races, of all backgrounds, of diversity from everywhere, every nation and tongue being spoken, and it was filling the sky. And Daniel noticed that the people there were not looking down to the world, but they kept their eye on the throne in heaven. And then we see an angel go and hand the Ancient of Days a book. And as the Ancient of Days took the book, he starts to go through it. And he starts to then talk and cast judgments down. And what Daniel realizes is that in the vision, he is standing there witnessing Judgment Day. He sees it. But the beast here on earth, the beast is looking up at this and he's mocking it. He's showing his might, his teeth to the ancient of days, saying that his kingdom is stronger, is more powerful. And then we see here is that as the beast was showing his might, his power, that this is his dominion, that the ancient of days stood from his throne and showed the beast his power. As he came to the beast with one blow, he strikes him dead. And then we see in the vision, the ancient of days picks up the beast and he walks over into a blazing eternal fire and he throws the beast into the fire. And then as the Ancient of Days turns, Daniel writes something else. He says that as the beast was falling down, I looked up. 
and coming down from heaven on a cloud was the one that the beast trampled. It was the Son of Man. And he was coming down from a cloud. And then Daniel writes, he writes, that the Ancient of Days turned to the Son of Man and embraced him. And it says in Daniel that the Ancient of Days then handed power and authority and glory over to the Son of Man. For you see, in Daniel's vision, the Son of Man, his kingdom is everlasting. His dominion never ends. And so here we see the Son of Man coming down and just all people. In fact, the, the, the heavens were still crowded with all the people, all nations, every man of every time. They worshipped him as they embraced. And then Daniel wakes up. He wakes up and he's filled with hope. For even though God's people are in bondage to the kingdoms of this earth. Daniel has seen how this story ends. Let's pray. Father, right now on this day, oh Lord, we celebrate the resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray from my heart that the words that are coming from this pulpit, the scripture that is being shared, be only your gospel truth. Let it be not of my man's opinion, anything that I want to say or something savvy or smart, but God, I only want your truth to be told. If I say anything other than that, then wipe it away from my mouth. Father, I pray this because I too believe in the son who has been resurrected from the grave and that today we proclaim that and Father, we are praying for your spirit to move. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yes. This is a good day. Amen. You know this, right? Yes, I just want to make sure. This is a good day. Some of us have started the day early. Came in here and it was cold. It was 80 degrees two days ago. What was, what's all of this? And then we celebrated at the sunrise service the risen Savior. And then, of course, any time, even in the Old Testament, when believers gather together, we always eat. And so we had breakfast. And we thank all the men and, and the women, too, who came and prepared that meal for us. And then now we're together now, focusing on the story of Jesus Christ Hallelujah. For the ancient of days is sovereign yesterday, today, and forevermore. You see, Daniel received that vision in the year 533 B.C. That's about an estimated 560 years before Christ was born. In fact, it gives, uh, it gives you and me a, an, an insight this, this, dander, this, this gives us a look into God sitting on a throne, governing 
administrating justice for the nations of the world. Daniel, when he saw this vision, when I read this in Scripture, and I was, now, I, quite honest, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I was going through it over and over again, just diving down. This vision, and I, in fact, when I, I felt the same way Daniel did. He was humbled by the sight, just by the sight of what he was seeing. In fact, he was so humble that Daniel wrote down a name that God had never been called before. He referred to him as the Ancient of Days. Now, this carries a very special meaning, you know. The ancient of days. What does that mean, the ancient of days? Some of us may feel like the ancient of days. We see, but God is the ancient of days. Let me tell you, it, it's a name saying that God was before all of human history. He was before all of human history. It describes that God is a first-hand eyewitness to everything from before the garden until now. He does not rely on second-hand witness to tell him the deeds of this world. Now, that name also means that God is the judge. He, the Ancient of Days, He can administer a true and perfect judgment because He has been present since the beginning. And Daniel's vision, I'm going to tell you, my brothers and sisters, Daniel's vision of what he saw has come to pass. It has happened. His, you see, the Ancient of Days has come down from his throne, and he has come to save his people. And his name is Jesus Christ. This is his name. The one coming down from the cloud. His interest, Jesus' interest, was not in the kingdoms of this world, but in the kingdom that is everlasting. This is his business. Now the scripture says, the scripture says that the word, the scripture, the Bible, the word became flesh. And he dwelled among us that the full power, glory, and authority of the ancient of days was on this earth, and that he shared the same roads and highways that all of us did. You see, the scripture, though, says that no one, when he was here among us, when he was among the rest of us, the scripture says that no one recognized him, that no one but the one, the very one that was in the beginning was unnoticeable to us. The scripture says that he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Unlike every depiction I'm sure we have in Hollywood. But it says, the scripture writes that he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. His appearance was plain and ordinary. There was, however, one. There was one person who recognized him. A person that was placed here to prepare the way so that the rest of us, so that you and I could see 
And when John the Baptist was preaching in the Jordan, baptizing many in preparation for the coming of the Son of Man, he looks up one day and says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all four of them writes of the signs and the miracles that were performed by Jesus Christ. All four of them write of, of, of certain miracles that you can read in multiple accounts and some just in one. But all four of them write in the miracles and signs. In fact, we can read that Jesus healed the sick, that he gave sight to the blind, that he healed the legs of the lame. In fact, he gave the mute a voice. He cleansed those with leprosy. He reminded us that there is a demonic realm of darkness, but showed us that the darkness cannot overcome the light. He healed the paralyzed. He displayed authority over the weather by stopping the storms. He has the power to feed countless people on command. He, physics mean nothing to him as he's walking across the water. And yes, our Jesus has the ability and the power and authority to raise the dead to life. This is the type of authority, the type of power that can only be given by one person. It can only be given by the ancient of days who then put it on the Son of Man. But like what we see in Daniel's vision, like what we see in that, the one who came to be among the people will be trampled. We read that Jesus was arrested. They charged him with many crimes. And we read that Jesus stayed silent. But much like what Daniel saw in heaven's courtroom when he was looking up to the sky in his vision, Jesus, too, was put on trial here on this earth ready to receive whatever punishment the world's court was ready to give him. And when the courts could not agree on what to charge him with, the scripture says they couldn't make up their mind. They couldn't make up their mind on what to charge Jesus with. And so the high priest told him to knock it off, I've got something. And he came over to Jesus and he only asked him one question. He went to Jesus and said, are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? And knowing full well the vision that was shared with Daniel, for he was there five, over 500 years ago, Jesus replied, I am he, the Son of Man, sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One, the One coming down on a cloud from heaven. And the high priest had what he needed. And he charged him with blasphemy. You are not that one. And so Jesus was then beaten. 
He was whipped. He was tortured. He was trampled on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame and I love that old cross for the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain but my friends you see that's where the message would stop if it was Friday afternoon. But it's Sunday morning. You see, that is not where it ends. Just as Daniel saw the Son of Man alive coming down on a cloud, the tombstone was rolled away. That when the women came running in to, to prepare and take care of Jesus' body, as it is custom and tradition, when they arrived, they found an empty tomb he was not there and when they stepped into the tomb when they stepped in to look for their savior two angels dressed in clothes as bright as lightning in a sense appeared to them the women and said why do you look for the living among the dead he is not here he is risen he has risen O church Jesus, the Son of Man, is alive. He is alive. He is risen. He is resurrected. He is sitting on his throne next to the Father. The power and authority given to him covers your life and mine. And I cannot stress this enough, that the things that are written in the Scriptures the things that have been and will be written in the scriptures will come to pass. Judgment is coming. But fear not. Because he has risen. He has risen. Anyone, anyone who calls on his name will be saved. You will be given eternal life. The beast of this world, the beast of this world will be crushed and trampled under the hand of the Almighty, under the ancient of days. Yet, and all this power and all this might that our God has, yet it was our God who chose to come not as a ruler, but as a lamb meek and humble so that those who are weary can find rest. Those that are hurting can find peace. And those filled, maybe some of us now, with doubt can be shown the truth. Now can you maybe start playing something for us? Easter Sunday, I want to tell you this. Without the resurrection, without Jesus out of the grave, nothing he did mattered. 
How can I stand here as a, a minister of the gospel and actually tell you that if you call upon his name, that you will be forgiven, saved, redeemed, and given eternal life. And the only way that I can actually say that with any authority is because the tomb is empty. That's the only reason why. Because if he was still, when the, if the women went in and found him, then I can't tell you that. But because he has risen, I can tell you with full confidence and authority under the name of Jesus Christ that if you come to him, you will be saved. You will be forgiven. You will be redeemed. And so now, friends, I ask, what about you? What about you? The things that are written in the scriptures, they have, have already and will continue to come to pass. The visions, the things, the prophecies, the fact that he has risen means that he will return. He is coming. And so on this Easter Sunday, I would be remiss if I didn't at least ask, are you ready to stand before the Almighty, the Ancient of Days? Are you ready? Am I ready? His love is so deep for you that he paid our punishment with the blood of his own son. And our only cost, the only cost for us is our heart. Giving it to him. My son, my daughter, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. What beast are in your life this morning? What beasts are in your life right now that need to be trampled by the Almighty, the ancient of days? Do not leave from this place without knowing for certain that you are under the blood of the Lamb. Do not leave this morning if you are feeling overwhelmed, overcome by the pressures and the stress of this world, don't leave without coming and giving it to him. And don't leave if your faith is wavering. Come and let him show you the truth, the way, and the life. There is no better time than that of the present to allow him to show you he is Lord. He is Lord. Thank you for listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless. Thank you.